This is First News on News Radio 1290 WNBF Binghamton and WNBF.com. And sports, just like you like them. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 604. 57 degrees as we continue to lose ground for temperatures. Started out at a little bit past midnight at about 70 degrees. A little light rain being reported around the region. 60% chance of showers continuing through about midday and a high today rebounding into the low to mid 60s. No major damage is being reported following the strong pop-up thunderstorms through the Twin Tiers late yesterday afternoon and into the evening. A few hundred New York State Electric and Gas customers in Shenango, Tioga, and Delaware counties are waking up to no power. The NYSEG outage page says the situation in McDonough was being assessed. While power was expected to be restored to most of the other areas by mid-morning, a large amount of the damage from yesterday afternoon and evening storms actually being reported in Tompkins, County in the area of Ithaca, where a number of trees had been reported down from those storms, some damage to parks in that area as well. Local emergency services officials in the Triple Cities area and Binghamton, Shenango, and Delaware County had reported a few tree branches reportedly brought down by the storm, but the majority of the weather skipping the area. Tioga County Sheriff's officials are investigating the shooting death of a man who allegedly had been trespassing inside an unoccupied home. Investigators say 29-year-old Cody Wagner of Rome, Pennsylvania was shot once in the upper abdomen in the area of Waite Road in the town of Nichols. Captain Sean Nalepa says a man called 911 shortly after 11 o'clock on Saturday, uh, Saturday morning, to report that he had shot a person. Captain Aleppa says the man who is the caretaker of the home told investigators he had confronted a man inside the home and was escorting him out when he said Wagner went to his parked pickup truck and pulled out a revolver. The caretaker, who was armed with a shotgun, said he fired one shot at Wagner when the man pointed the revolver at him. A sheriff's deputy and a state trooper tried unsuccessfully to revive Wagner before the medics arrived. Wagner was pronounced dead at the scene. Captain Aleppa says that the revolver that Wagner possessed had been loaded. He says the investigation is ongoing and no charges have been filed at this time. The name of the man who was shot has not been, who shot Wagner has not been released. WMBF First News Time. It is 6.06. Pennsylvania State Police say a Warren Center man is being treated for suspected serious injuries after the motorcycle he was riding hit a dog that ran into the road. State Police say 24-year-old Andrew Seeley was driving a 2015 Kawasaki Ninja on Warren Center Road at around quarter after 11 Saturday morning when the dog entered the roadway and Seeley was unable to avoid the animal. The motorcycle overturned before coming to rest on the shoulder of the road. Seeley was airlifted to Robert Packer Hospital in Sayre. The polls are just opening now for primary voting in New York State. New York is a closed system, so only people registered to parties with candidates seeking individual nominations can vote. In Broome County, there were 12 petitions filed with the Board of Elections for Family Court Judge on the Republican, Democrat, and Working Families party tickets. Some of those candidates do file with more than one party. Peter Charnetsky, Mara Grace, 
Sandy Monachino, Joshua Shapiro, and Timothy Thane are on the Democratic Party ticket. Grace Monatino, Shapiro, and Thane are also filed on the Working Party's line. The Republicans vying for the two family court seats are Brian Kinney Jr., Mark Latini, and Sandy Wasson. Elsewhere in the state, the heated race for New York City mayor is being closely watched, with voters of the city actually allowed to rank their preference of candidates. The contest for mayor of Rochester is also drawing interest as Mayor Lovely Warren and City Councilman Malik Evans square off for the Democratic Party nomination as Warren is under a cloud of controversy concerning criminal allegations against her estranged husband. Timothy Granison is charged with being part of a drug distribution ring in the city. Warren is not charged in that federal investigation. WMBF News Time 608. It took a bit longer than expected, but the swimming pool in Johnson City's Floral Avenue Park is open following a renovation and repair project. Mayor Greg Demey says the pool welcomed swimmers on Saturday after it was initially expected to open for the Memorial Day weekend. A few finishing touches needed to be done, delaying the reopening for a few more weeks. It's 6.09, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF and WMBF. The rest of your lives. So excited for you. Progressive. There's never a bad time for great protection. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. And a quiet start to the Tuesday morning commute. We have no reports of serious crashes. There was a little bit of a problem on the 201 southbound ramp to Main Street in Johnson City. Somebody had some difficulty navigating her car and she crashed. But there were no injuries and that scene should be cleared now. We'll let you know of any other problems. If you're in a crash, give us a call and we'll announce it on WNBF's First News with traffic and weather together. Our number is 772-1290. Now the forecast from the National Weather Service. Cloudy today, showers likely in the morning, high 63. Mostly cloudy tonight, some patchy fog developing. Gradually clearing up overnight, low 44. Nice Wednesday, expected with sunny skies, high 73. And a very nice Thursday, sunny skies, 79. Right now, 59 in downtown Binghamton at News Radio 1290. WNBF News Time, 611. Welcome to First News Binghamton. Now, Doug Mosier with sports on News Radio 1290. WNBF. Good morning. Sports fans, I'm Bob Joseph. Speaking of sports, and in baseball action, Jacob DeGrom shouldered the load for New York in his return from another injury scare, pitching one hit ball over five scoreless innings as the Mets beat the Braves 4-2 to open a doubleheader in Queens. Mets lost the nightcap 1-0. DeGrom, by the way, in that first game, didn't allow a hit until Mets outfielders misplayed a fly ball with two outs in the fifth, letting it fall for a ground rule double. DeGrom threw 70 pitches, 15 of them over 100 miles an hour with two walks and six strikeouts. It was a comfort for fans concerned about New York's ace after he left his previous outing with shoulder soreness. NHL play last night. 
How about that, Islanders fans? New York was held scoreless last night by Tampa Bay down in Florida. Steven Stamkus had two goals and assist, and Andre Vasilevsky notched his fourth career playoff shutout, helping the Lightning route the Islanders 8 to nothing in Game 5 of the Stanley Cup semifinal series. The defending NHL champions improved to 13-0 in games following a postseason loss since launching their 2020 title run, and they'll take a 3-2 series lead over the Islanders into Game 6 of their best-of-seven matchup tomorrow night in Uniondale. Braden Point had a goal for the eighth straight game, and postseason scoring leader Nikita Kucherov had three assists for the Lightning. Again, the score last night, Islanders on the losing side of the ledger, being defeated by Tampa Bay 8 to nothing. The Mets have fired two high-ranking employees and will overhaul their legal and human resources departments on the recommendation of independent investigators hired to review the organization following allegations of sexual misconduct against former manager Mickey Calloway. He was fired in October 2019 for on-field performance. He was banned by Major League Baseball through at least 2022 in May following allegations of inappropriate behavior toward several women who work in sports media, including from his time with the Mets. The Baseball Hall of Fame's induction ceremony will return to its standard seating format, opening the door for a huge uh, crowd to see former Yankees star Derek Jeter be enshrined in Cooperstown. Hall of Fame officials say tickets will not be required for the event's free lawn seating area. The ceremony scheduled for September 8th on the grounds of Clark Sports Center and will honor the class of 2020 members Jeter, Marvin Miller, Ted Simmons, and Larry Walker. No one was selected this year. That's the latest in sports from News Radio 1290 WNBF. Business news. Global shares are mixed after Wall Street's recovery from its latest bout of jitters over future central bank policies. Benchmarks fell today in Paris and Frankfurt, but gained in London, Tokyo, and Shanghai. U.S. futures marginally lower. Oil prices fell back. The initial jolt from the Federal Reserve's reminder last week that it will eventually offer less help for markets appears to have passed. In written testimony to be delivered at a congressional oversight hearing today, Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell reiterated his view that inflation's recent jump to a 13-year high will prove temporary. And there's also this just in from London. European Union regulators are opening a new antitrust investigation into whether Google stifled competition in digital ad technology. And that's some of the business news on this Tuesday morning. You're listening to First News Binghamton. I'm Bob Joseph in for Doug Mosier, WNBF News Times. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF.
Here's Bob Joseph. A live update now from the WNBF News Center in downtown Binghamton. In Tioga County, authorities are investigating the shooting death of a man who may have been trespassing inside an unoccupied home. 29-year-old Cody Wagner of Rome, Pennsylvania, was shot in the upper abdomen on Waite Road in the town of Nichols. Sheriff's Captain Sean Nalepa told WNBF News a guy called 911 Saturday morning to report he had shot a person. Nalepa said the man who did the shooting was a caretaker of the home. He told investigators he confronted a man inside the home, was escorting him out. Caretaker said Wagner went over to his parked pickup truck and then pulled out a revolver. The caretaker was armed with a shotgun and he said he fired one shot at Wagner when the man pointed the revolver at him. The investigation is continuing. No charges have been filed. Took a bit longer than expected, but the swimming pool at Floral Avenue Park in Johnson City now is open after a renovation and repair project. Mayor Greg Demey said the pool went into operation on Saturday. Operating hours on weekdays initially are limited to 4 to 6 p.m. pool will be open weekends from noon to 6 p.m. The mayor says operating hours on weekdays will be extended on July 1st when full staffing begins for summer. Broome County Executive Jason Garner has officially appointed a pair of veteran county employees to serve as deputy county executives. Garner announcing Colleen Wagner and Michael Ponticello have been chosen to serve in the deputy positions. That's the latest live from the WNBF News Center on your Tuesday morning. I'm Bob Joseph. WNBF News Time 6. This is First News Binghamton. Coming up later this hour, we'll speak, well, I won't speak, but we'll listen to Kim Commando talk about tech. And today, if you have um, one of those smartphones, I know many people do, Kim Commando has top secret information about the pre-installed apps on your intelligent phone that are spying on you. It's true. Your smartphone is probably keeping track of everything you do. Kim Commando will have all the details coming up at about 6.55 on WNBF's First News Binghamton. Right now, it's time for some health news from Dr. Sanjay Gupta. Keeping you healthy. This is sponsored by UHS. A better life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. Should you be worried about how much cholesterol you eat? I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent. There's a reason you don't hear as much about cholesterol anymore. That's because most people, believe it or not, don't eat much of it. Your body actually makes most of the cholesterol in your system, and if you eat more of it, your body makes less of it. What scientists have found is more problematic is what people typically eat alongside cholesterol-laden foods, and that's saturated fat. That bumps up your body's production of LDL, or bad cholesterol. If you're looking to make some healthy changes, you need to think about what you're replacing something with when you get rid of it. That is to say that if you swap saturated fats for sugar or white bread, that's not great. But if you swap them for healthier fats, like fish, nut, or avocados, that's an A-plus decision. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, helping you live a better life. 
Are you the parent of a two to seven year old? Listen closely for an exciting free radio offer. By now, you've probably heard of ABC Mouse, the Parents' Choice Award winning online learning program that's actually changing the lives of early learners everywhere. ABC Mouse is like a little one on one teacher. It has helped her so much. Right now, we're offering a special radio promo to try it free for a month. But you have to go to abcmouse.com slash radio to claim your free month. That's abcmouse.com slash radio. Sponsored by Age of Learning. Napa know-how. Celebrate Dad all month at Napa with the Evercraft 100-piece screwdriver set for $19.99. To a regular person, that might seem like an excessive number of screwdrivers. But to Dad, that's just being prepared. Like buying a paper map in case the GPS goes rogue. That's the Evercraft 100-piece screwdriver set for $19.99. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating locations while supplies last. Offer ends 6-30-21. A Better Life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. Weekday mornings. Sponsored by UHS. Listen, every morning around this time, Dr. Gupta will help keep you and your family healthy. Which is um, <clears throat> pretty important when you think about it. 626... Kathy White, live in the WNBF News Center in four minutes with all the news you need to know. The polls are open. Primary Election Day 2021. The polls opened at 6 a.m. in New York. So if you feel compelled to vote, now is the time. And unlike in most previous years with primary elections in places like Broome and Tioga counties, you have really pretty much the full day to vote. Used to be, back in the good old days, polls on primary election day would open at noon in most of New York State. But now the law has changed and primary voting begins at 6 a.m., which makes for a long day. I know some people who are election workers and they have to show up at the polling places at 5 in the morning. So it is a long day. I was talking with one person the other day, and she said, well, at least it's some money, which it is true. It's some money. It's not a lot of money, but uh, for working basically from 5 in the morning till after 9 p.m., you get paid. But it's also a very important job, so we thank the election workers who are busy throughout New York State today, keeping an eye on things. WNBF News Time 620. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. At 628, a traffic update live from the WNBF News Center. No trouble to report at the moment. Everything seems to be moving along okay around the Twin Tiers. Watch out for work zones later today. A lot of construction going on all across the Twin Tiers. So slow down, pay attention to the signs. Forecast from the National Weather Service. Cloudy today, some showers this morning. High 63, mostly cloudy tonight. Patchy fog developing, low 44. Sunny tomorrow, high 73. And sunny Thursday, high 79. Right now it's 59 in downtown Binghamton at News Radio 1290. WNBF, WNBF.com. This is where news breaks first. WNBF News Times 620.
where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 57 degrees at 630. Forecast today, 60% chance of mainly morning showers continuing probably through midday. High in the low to mid-60s. Asian shares have mostly rebounded from their retreat a day earlier, tracking a recovery on Wall Street. Benchmarks rose in Tokyo, Seoul, Sydney, and Shanghai, but fell in Hong Kong. Yesterday, Wall Street clawed back most of its losses from the previous week. The initial joke from the Federal Reserve's reminder that it will eventually offer less help for markets appears to have passed. Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell says the inflation has accelerated because the economy is growing at a healthy clip. In written testimony to be delivered at a congressional oversight hearing today, Powell reiterated his view that inflation's recent jump to a 13 high will prove to be temporary. The Democrats' expansive elections and voting bill is all but certain to be rejected in a key Senate test vote. The action today is expected to provide a dramatic example of Republicans' use of the filibuster to block legislation. It's also forcing hard questions for Democrats over the next steps. Backers for the For the People bill see it as the civil rights issue of the era and says it's needed to protect voting rights as states impose restrictive new laws. In the evenly split Senate, Republicans are united in opposition. Final votes are set to be cast today in New York's party primaries where mayors, prosecutors, judges, and city and county legislators will be on the ballot along with other municipal offices. Broome County voters are looking at numerous candidates for a family court judge running on Republican, Democrat, and Working Families party lines. The polls opened at 6 a.m. The voting continues until 9 p.m. It's also primary election day in New York City where voters are ranking multiple choices not just one pick for who they want for mayor. Ranked choice voting is a new feature in today's New York City primary election. Voters deciding their choice for mayor and runners-up, ranking them one through five. Brooklyn Borough President and former NYPD Commander Eric Adams polling as a Democratic frontrunner and promising to bring the city together. When we are inclusive, we can stop the level of exclusiveness that is pervasive throughout this country. On the Republican side, Curtis Sliwa, founder of the city's Guardian Angels anti-crime group, is considered a long shot in the solidly blue city. He's against defunding police. Derek Dennis, ABC News. WMBF First News Time, 633. Southern Tier counties are all reporting new COVID-19 cases in the single digits for yesterday's update with no new fatalities. Broome added two cases for a total of 18,128. Shenango and Cortland counties added one case each. Shenango totals 3,504 residents with the disease to date and Cortland County 4,587. Tioga County passed the 3,900 total case mark on Monday with two new cases over the weekend. Another three cases reported yesterday puts Tioga County at 3,903 since the start of the pandemic. In Pennsylvania, Brad Bradford County continues to lead the northern tier counties in the biggest number of new infections in the region. In the past week, Bradford had 17 new cases for a total of 6,122. One more resident died as a result of the coronavirus pandemic, bringing the county death toll to 94. 
Susquehanna County recorded five new cases of COVID-19 for a total of 2,659. The deaths remain unchanged at 62. Wayne County added 14 additional cases over the week for a total of 4,142 since the start of the pandemic. Two more people died over the week, bringing Wayne County's pandemic death toll to 84. Newly released information from New York State shows a significant decline in COVID vaccine doses administered at the inoculation site in Johnson City. The report says March 8th was the busiest day at that facility at the Binghamton University Library Annex with 1,832 people vaccinated compared to last Wednesday when the number of people getting a vaccine at that site plunged to 134. The operation now provides free vaccines to those who walk onto the site from 8 a.m. until 6.15 p.m. A state uh, health department spokesperson said New York is pushing forward to get more New Yorkers vaccinated and the SUNY Binghamton site is part of that ongoing effort. According to the health department, 140,965 vaccine doses have been administered at the Johnson City site between January 18th and June 16th. It's 635 where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WMBF and WMBF.com. And now on a Tuesday morning, first news, Binghamton, time for sports. I'm Bob Joseph, in for Doug Mosier. And let's take a look at some of the highlights in the sports world. First of all, the Mets split a doubleheader, a couple of seven-inning games in Florida. Oops, not in Florida, in Queens, actually. First game, the Mets were victorious over the Braves. 4-2, Jacob deGrom shouldered the load for New York in his return from another injury scare, pitching one hit ball over five scoreless innings as the Mets beat Atlanta 4-2 in the opener. Uh, Mets lost in the nightcap 1-0. Umpires are doing regular checks of all pick pitchers for tacky substances that could be used to doctor baseballs. It was long against the rules, but rarely enforced. But now they're doing it. Jacob deGrom was the first pitcher inspected under the new directive that took effect on Monday. And the opener of that doubleheader against Atlanta, the two-time Cy Young Award winner, passed when inspected after the first and fifth innings. Any pitchers using illegal substances will be ejected and then suspended for 10 games. So, the bottom line is don't use sticky substances. Or, well, it's professional sports. Don't get caught in violating the rules. That's the motto of professional athletes. You can break the rules, just don't get caught. NHL action last night in Tampa. Steven Stamkus had two goals and an assist, and Andre Vasilevsky notched his fourth career playoff shutout, helping the Lightning route the Islanders 8 to nothing In Game 5 of the Stanley Cup semifinal series, the defending NHL champions 
improved to 13-0 in games following a postseason loss since launching their 2020 title run. Take a 3-2 series lead over the Islanders into Game 6 of their best-of-seven matchup tomorrow night in Uniondale, Long Island. Big court ruling from the Supremes in a decision that could help push changes in college athletics. The Supreme Court unanimously sided with a group of former college athletes in a dispute with the NCAA over rules limiting certain compensation. The court ruled that the NCAA limits on the education-related benefits that colleges can offer athletes who play Division I basketball and football can't be enforced. Under current rules, students cannot be paid, and the scholarship money colleges can offer is capped at the cost of attending the school. The NCAA had defended its rules as necessary to preserve the amateur nature of college sports. The case did not decide whether students can be paid salaries. That is for another time and another place. And yes, the Supreme Court ultimately will have to make that decision somewhere down the road. NFL news, Eli Manning has a new job with the Giants. The two-time Super Bowl MVP is rejoining the organization to work in business opportunities and fan initiatives. The Giants announced the hiring about 18 months after Manning retired following the 2019 season. And that is the latest in sports from WNBF, WNBF.com. Some business news. Hong Kong's leaders says foreign governments are beautifying acts that endanger national security when they criticize the recent crackdown on a pro-democracy newspaper in the semi-autonomous Chinese territory, Hong Kong leader Kerry Lam's comments come as some countries, including the United States, condemned the arrest of editors and executives at Apple Daily and the freezing of its assets as the latest examples of eroding freedoms in the former British colony. Lebanon's economy ministry has raised the price of subsidized bread for the fifth time in a year. Amid the country's worsening economic and financial crisis, the ministry said the reason behind today's increase is that the central bank has ended sugar subsidies, which adds to the cost of bread production. That's the latest business news on News Radio 1290, WNBF News Time 641. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290, WNBF. And at the moment, we have no reports of any significant traffic trouble around the area. If you see something, you can say something, let us know about it. Call our traffic tip line at 607-772-1290 and we'll include it in our next traffic and weather together update. Watch out throughout the day today, starting probably another hour or so for road work, not just on the highways, but also on surface streets. A lot of projects will be done over the next four months or so. 
So pay attention. If there are detour signs, follow the signs. And if there are flaggers, pay attention to their directions. The forecast from the National Weather Service, cloudy this morning, a few showers, then uh, should be a dry afternoon, high 63, mostly cloudy tonight, gradually clearing, low 44, sunny tomorrow, high 73, sunny Thursday, high 79. Right now it's 59 in downtown Binghamton at News Radio 1290, WNBF News Time, 6 Welcome to First News Binghamton on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Here's Bob Joseph. At 6.45 and your Tuesday morning is off to a good start with WNBF. We've got you covered. Could tell you that overnight there were no big shocking developments around the area. On Monday, there were a few interesting developments from WNBF News from the News Center. We were busy including uh, covering a police investigation into a shooting death in Tioga County. And according to Sheriff's Captain Sean Nalepa, they uh, believe a man was fatally shot after he entered someone else's house at 1958 Waite Road on Saturday morning, there was a 911 call at 11.40 a.m. Saturday. A guy called in and said he had shot someone. So the Sheriff's Department and the State Police responded to that scene. When they got there, they found 29-year-old Cody Wagner of Rome, Pennsylvania, had been shot once in the upper abdomen. The Sheriff's deputy and a state trooper tried unsuccessfully to resuscitate uh, Mr. Wagner. He ultimately was pronounced dead at the scene. It appears that a caretaker at the house had um, confronted Wagner and was escorting him out of the house. According to the investigators, at one point, Wagner went to his pickup truck and grabbed a revolver and pointed it at the caretaker. Then, according to the caretaker, he fired a sh single shot at the intruder and struck him. So at this point, the investigation continues, but no charges have been filed. In Johnson City, there is water, and it's looking good at the Floral Avenue pool. As they say, come on in, the water's fine. I paid a first-hand visit to the Floral Avenue pool Monday afternoon to inspect the now-completed pool after a $200,000 renovation and repair project. I was there a few months ago when they began, and I'm going to tell you, it's the a di a difference between night and day. pool looks beautiful right now, and it's open for the summer, although limited hours initially on weekdays from 4 to 6 p.m. It'll change with expanded hours starting July 1st. On weekends, the pool will be open from noon to 6. We have more details on our website, WNBF.com. Broome County Executive Jason Garner has officially appointed a pair of veteran county employees to serve as deputy county executives. Garner has announced that Colleen Wagner and Michael Potticello have been chosen to serve in those deputy positions. That's the latest from News Radio 1290. 
WNBF, where news breaks first. Coming up, a couple of things, including Kim Commando, the shocking truth. The pre-installed apps on your smartphone may actually be spying on you. Who knows? Maybe they're sending a report to the KGB or other stations. Who knows? who they're actually spying for. Kim Commando will have details coming up on First News Binghamton. Also coming up, we're going to have the very latest from the business world with Jim Ryan and Wall Street Now. All that and more on WNBF's First News Binghamton. Good morning. It's Tuesday, 6 It's a glorious summer morning across the Twin Tiers. Cool, comfortable, lower humidity. It's so beautiful. Morning has broken like the first morning. Blackbird has spoken like the first bird. Praise for the sea. What a comfortable morning it is. What a dramatic difference compared to, oh, just 12 hours or so ago. I was at the Floral Avenue Park yesterday afternoon, about 2 or so in the afternoon. It's nearly 90. And I thought, even though officially that beautiful renovated pool was closed, that wouldn't be a bad idea as a reporter to jump the fence and take a dip. And then I thought, wait a second, that might be misconstrued, and I might wind up having to call for legal representation if I entered the pool when it wasn't officially open. So I stayed outside the fence. <laughs> but it looks like they've done a great job. It's nice to see that that pool in Johnson City has reopened. By the way, speaking of nice to see, Fox 40 News last night, Dan North. Dan North, great journalist and uh, all-around nice guy. And he was on anchoring at 6 last night on Fox 40 News. And Dan North says he'll be on Fox 40 News and WICZ at 6 p.m. all week. So there, if you're a fan of Dan North, you can tune in and you can see him tonight on the news I like all the news people around here all the channels TV radio newspaper as I often say support local journalism you're gonna miss it when it's gone from ABC News, Wall Street Now. Investors opened their week with a strong rally, sending the Dow Jones 587 points higher to 33,877, a gain of one and three quarters percent. The Standard & Poor's 500 rose about one and a half percent. The Nasdaq Composite added eight tenths. The U.S. economy is showing sustained improvement after the coronavirus closures of 2020. At least that's what Fed Chairman Jerome Powell is expected to say as he testifies today before a House panel. 
Powell also will predict that inflation, while getting worse now, is likely to ease in a few months. Don't count out the brick and mortars just yet, says the owner of Louis Vuitton. French luxury goods giant LVMH says its online offerings are only a complement to the experience of being in its physical stores. LVMH, also the owner of Marc Jacobs, Christian Dior and Bulgari, reported a 17% drop in revenues in 2020 compared to the previous year. Jim Ryan, ABC News. Smartphone. Kim Commando with news about the phone's pre-installed apps that are spying on you. Brought to you by T-Mobile. Their advanced network now goes farther than ever before. Visit T-Mobile.com slash 55 today. Samsung phones come from the factory with several pre-installed apps. These apps were designed for Samsung by a mobile security company. But the apps contain software problems that could give the apps access to your contacts and all your calls and text messages. Worse, cyber criminals worldwide know of these defects and can easily install malicious apps that could change your phone's default settings. Samsung is making this worse because it refuses to say exactly which smartphone models have the defective apps. To be safe, you have to assume that your phone is spying on you. Update your Samsung operating system right away. System updates are done through the phone settings icon. By the way, always make sure that you have the latest operating system. Get more tech news 24-7 at commando.com. This is a metaphor for your business's journey. Sometimes it feels like the course keeps changing right before your eyes. Whoa! And in order to maneuver it, you need an expert by your side. That's what Dell Technologies Advisors do. They have the tech solutions you need to help you get out in front and stay ahead of the game. Whew. For advice on solutions like XPS 13 laptops powered by Intel Evo platform, call an advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. School's out for summer, but if your business is running QuickBooks, you'll never get a break. NetSuite by Oracle is the number one cloud financial system, no matter how big your business grows. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, e-commerce, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. NetSuite's offering a one-of-a-kind special financing program for those ready to graduate today. Head to NetSuite.com slash Kim right now. NetSuite.com slash Kim. That's NetSuite.com slash Kim. The news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 56 degrees at 704 Winds out of the north at 12 miles an hour. We've got some light rain dropping the visibility about 9 miles. We have the rain continuing uh, between now and midday. Some showers may linger into the afternoon. Temperatures may rebound to the low to mid-60s. No major damage is being reported following those strong pop-up thunderstorms through the Twin Tiers late yesterday afternoon and into the evening hours. A few hundred New York State Electric and Gas customers in Shenango, Tioga, and Delaware counties were waking up with no power. NYSEG outage page said the situation in Downsville in Delaware County was being assessed well, power was expected to be restored in most of the other eight regions by mid-morning. 
Local emergency services officials say a few tree branches were reportedly brought down by the storm, but the majority of the weather skipped the southern tier region. The Finger Lakes not quite so lucky. Northern parts of New York also reporting more damage. Tompkins County in the Ithaca area, there were a lot of customers without power and damage reported to some parks in that area. Also, wind gusts over 50 miles an hour off Lake Ontario. Tioga County Sheriff's officials are investigating the shooting death of a man who allegedly had been trespassing inside an unoccupied home. Investigators say 29-year-old Cody Wagner of Rome, Pennsylvania, was shot once in the upper abdomen on Waite Road in the town of Nichols. Captain Sean Nalepa says a man called 911 shortly after 11 Saturday morning to report he had shot a person. Captain Nalepa says the man who is the caretaker of the home, told investigators he had confronted a man inside the building and was escorting him out when he said Wagner went to his parked pickup truck and pulled out a revolver. The caretaker, who was armed with a shotgun, said he fired one round at Wagner when that man pointed the revolver at him. A sheriff's deputy and a state trooper tried unsuccessfully to revive Wagner before medics arrived. Wagner was pronounced dead at the scene. Captain Nalepa says the revolver that Wagner possessed had been loaded. He says the investigation is ongoing and no charges have been filed at this time. Authorities have not released the name of the property caregiver. Pennsylvania State Police say a Warren Center man is being treated for suspected serious injuries after the motorcycle he was riding hit a dog that ran into the road. State Police say 24-year-old Andrew Seeley was driving a 2015 Kawasaki Ninja on Warren Center Road at around quarter after 11 on Saturday morning when the dog entered the roadway and Seeley was unable to avoid the animal. The motorcycle overturned before coming to a rest on the shoulder of the road. Seeley was airlifted to Robert Packer Hospital in Sayre. A Smithville Flats man is facing a felony count after New York State Police stopped him riding an unregistered motorcycle in the town of Union. Troopers in the Edwell Barracks say an officer saw a motorcycle on East Main Street on June 8th that didn't have proper registration. During the traffic stop, the trooper discovered 37-year-old Scott Evankoff didn't have a valid driver's license as it had been suspended 26 times. The trooper also found suspe suspected drugs in Evankoff's possession. The Smithville Flats man is charged with felony aggravated unlicensed operation and misdemeanor criminal possession of a controlled substance. He's due in court today. WMBF First News Time 708. Polls are open for primary voting in New York State. New York is a closed system, so only people registered to parties with candidates seeking individual nominations can vote. In Broome County, there were 12 petitions filed with the Board of Elections for family court judge on the Republican, Democrat, and Working Families Party tickets. Some of those candidates do file with more than one party. Peter Charnetsky, Mara Grace, Sandy Monachino, Joshua Shapiro, and Timothy Tane are all on the Democratic Party line. Grace, Monachino, Shapiro, and Thane are also filed on the Working Party's line. The Republicans vying for the two family court seats are Brian Kinney Jr., Mark Latini, and Sandy Wasson. Elsewhere in the state, the heated race for New York City mayor is being closely watched as voters in the city are being allowed to rank their preference of candidates where they're most favored at the top of their list. The contest for mayor of Rochester is also drawing interest as Mayor Lovely Warren and the city councilman Malik 
Evans square off for the Democratic Party nomination. Warren is under a cloud of controversy concerning criminal allegations against her estranged husband. Timothy Granison is charged with being part of a drug distribution ring in the city. Warren is not charged in that federal investigation. And Binghamton is launching close to $9 million in street improvement projects in the city this year. Over 40 streets are due for milling and paving, and over $2 million is set for full street reconstruction projects. It's 7.09, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF and WMBF. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290, WNBF. It's Tuesday morning. And so far, most people are able to navigate without getting involved in a crash. There was an earlier one-car crash in Johnson City off the 201 South Ramp to Main Street, but that's been cleared. We'll keep you posted if anybody else has issues with proper driving. We'll call it to your attention. Watch out for road work getting set up later today around the Twin Tiers. Use caution in the work zones. Forecast from News Radio 1290 and the National Weather Service. Cloudy today. Showers likely this morning. High 63. Mostly cloudy tonight. It'll gradually clear up. There will be some patchy fog developing. Low 44. Sunny tomorrow. High 73. Sunny Thursday. High 79. And right now, in downtown Binghamton, it's 59 at News Radio 1290. WNBF News Time, 712. And that would be a really, really good time for our sports update. Welcome to First News Binghamton. Now, Doug Mosier with sports on News Radio 1290 WNBF. As you may have surmised by now, Doug Mosier is not here this morning. I'm Bob Joseph. Speaking of sports, Jacob deGrom shouldered the load for the Mets in his return from another injury scare. Pitching one hit ball over five scoreless innings. New York beat Atlanta last night in Queens 4-2, opening a doubleheader. Mets lost the seven-inning nightcap 1-0. Well, as you probably have heard by now, umpires are finally checking all pitchers for tacky substances that could be used to doctor baseballs. It's long been against the rules, but for some reason they haven't really bothered to enforce it much till now. Jacob deGrom was the first pitcher inspected under the new directive that took effect on Monday. And we're being advised that he passed. He passed when they inspected him after the first and fifth inning. So no tacky substances for Jacob deGrom. A professional athlete who is following the rules, so that's good news. Hockey action last night in Tampa, not good news for Islanders fans. Steven Stamkos had two goals and an assist. Andre Vasilevsky notched his fourth career playoff shutout, helping the Lightning route the Islanders 8 to nothing in Game 5 of the Stanley Cup semifinal series. Game 6 tomorrow night in Uniondale. The latest in sports from News Radio 1290, WNBF. 
WNBF.com 714 Business News. Global shares are mixed today after Wall Street's recovery from its latest bout of jitters over the future central bank policies. In early trading, France's big index shed one-tenth of one percent, Germany's DAX slipped three-tenths of a percent, and Britain's FTSE added three-tenths of a percent. European Union regulators have launched a fresh antitrust investigation of Google, this time over whether the company is stifling competition in digital advertising technology. Airlines, flight attendants, and pilots are calling for the Justice Department to prosecute unruly and violent passengers. In a letter to Attorney General Merrick Garland, the trade group Airlines for America and several unions for pilots and flight crews cited a substantial increase and an escalation of passengers' unruly and disruptive behavior. In January, the FAA announced a zero-tolerance policy toward passengers who cause disturbances aboard aircraft or violate federal rules by refusing to follow flight crew instructions. So, there you go. If you're going to fly, follow the rules. In fact, if you're going to do anything today, just follow the rules and everything will be fine. 7.15 7.15 at News Radio 1290 WNBF will give you all of the breaking business news throughout the day here on WNBF ABC. We'll cover the business world throughout the day with reports on the hour. And if there's really big business news, say if IBM announces plans to move its headquarters from Armonk to Endicott, I think we would probably break into regular programming. It's not going to happen, but say, if they announced that, it would be sufficient reason to break into regular programming. I think. 716 News Radio 1290 WNBF. Well, we could always dream, right? You know, if you have some imagination, it might, might possibly come true. Imagine. IBM Global Headquarters back on North Street in Endicott. They could build, um, I don't know, a 50-story tower on the northeast corner of North Street and McKinley Avenue. That's just my dream. I'm one person with a dream. 717, I'm Bob Joseph, in for Doug Mosher on First News Binghamton. I'm the Eternal. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Here's Bob Joseph. Checking the stories we're following in the WNBF News Center. A death investigation now in Tauga County. Authorities say 29-year-old Cody Wagner of Rome, Pennsylvania was killed after he allegedly entered someone else's house in the town of Nichols. It happened on Waite Road Saturday morning. A caretaker of a property said that he confronted Wagner, was escorting him out of the house that he was watching, and he said that Wagner went to his pickup truck and pulled a revolver and pointed it at him. Caretaker then is said to have fired a single shot from a shotgun. No charge has been filed at this point. Well, we've looked at some numbers from the so-called mass vaccination site in Johnson City, the one that's run by New York State. The numbers are stunning. Right now, 
that mass vaccination site in Johnson City might be about the loneliest place in the village. Seems very few people are showing up to get jabbed. The big day for vaccinations at that site, according to health department figures released to WNBF News, the big day was March 8th. They managed to vaccinate 1,832 people. But by Wednesday of last week, the number had plunged to 134. We don't have numbers more recent, but uh, the trend was that uh, each successive day, the numbers were getting smaller and smaller. So it's probably likely that Monday they had fewer than 100 people. We don't know when the health department plans to pull the plug on the vaccination site in Johnson City, but it probably won't be long now. People who are familiar with the operation say it costs thousands of dollars a day every time they open the place up. It's open from 8 a.m. to 6.15 p.m. It doesn't seem that any amount of incentives really are working to encourage people to get their jab. Also in Johnson City, the Floral Avenue pool is open. Mayor Deemy said the pool in the park on the south side went into operation on Saturday. We have more details about the work done to the pool at Floral Avenue Park on our website, WNBF.com. I'm Bob Joseph, live in the News Center, WNBF, where news breaks first. On this Tuesday morning, it's 59 degrees. We expect a high today of 63. Yes, <laughs> no kidding. The temperature is going to be, the high temperature today will be about 25 degrees lower than the high temperature on Monday. It's going to be refreshing. You may also want to wear a sweater. So it's 59 right now in downtown Binghamton. It will warm up a bit tomorrow with a high in the low 70s. 723, this is First News Binghamton. I'm Bob Joseph, in for Doug Mosey. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. We have no traffic trouble to report right now, although you never know. Things can change quickly if there are traffic tie-ups or serious crashes. We'll let you know as soon as we learn of them on WNBF's First News. Now the forecast, cloudy today, showers likely this morning, high 63, mostly cloudy tonight, low 44, sunny tomorrow, high 73, sunny Thursday, high 79. Right now, it's 59 in downtown Binghamton at News Radio 1290. WNBF News Time, 727. We're now joined by Karen Sweet O'Neill. Good morning, Karen. Bob, how are you? I am well. How are you? Bob? <laughs> it's just unbelievable. The, <clears throat> the, 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 are you uh, there? <laughs> well, I am kind of here, kind of half here and <laughs> I, half I there. I that. <laughs> It's amazing. So uh, you know, it's it's it now was, summertime and the living is easy. Right? Geez, what a change in the weather. Holy yeah. Holy. I mean, last yeah. night I went to bed and it was like 99 degrees and the humidity <laughs> was 1,000%. Then the it's storms true. came through. The humidity dropped to about 2% and it was beautiful. Right. You know what I did last night? 
No. I, and I shouldn't have been doing it because I had a, a, an early alarm, early wake-up call to be on First News Binghamton, but I couldn't help it. Last night, after the storms went through, I was out there looking at the fireflies that are lightning bugs, and they're going, boop, beep, boop, yeah. boop, beep, beep. And I was decoding their messages. I've got a little <laughs> decoder, and they, they were uh, breaking a, a local news story, so I got a news tip from the lightning bugs around 10.50 last night. Wow. I wonder what you did before that, because maybe that altered your, your state of mind. Oh, please. <laughs> Karen, please, now. Come on, man. Stating the obvious, right, Bob? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You know me too well. Uh-huh. Anyway, well, I'm glad that uh, you're able to check in this morning for a preview of your Wednesday solution segment with Doug. Tell us a little bit about what people can expect tomorrow morning. Well, we're going to talk about the American Rescue Plan again because there's been so many questions about am I eligible, what am I going to receive, and, of course, the American Rescue Plan is going to start the portion of it that I'm t- going to talk about is the tax credit that 39 million Americans are going to be eligible for. And it starts July 15th. But the letters that they're starting to receive from the IRS will be coming right away. Okay, so if you get a letter from the IRS, open it up, read it, and it's going to tell you um, your eligibility status. For that credit. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that tomorrow. All right. Well, I'll be listening carefully because anytime there's a possibility that I can get extra money, that's when my ears <laughs> perk up. As most people's do. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Karen Sweet O'Neill, a pleasure. It's going to be a great summer. And I'll listen for your solution segment with Doug Mosier tomorrow morning here on First News Binghamton. Very good. And if they'd like to call our office, we're at 772 772- Forty-eight ninety-eight. Well, what about the website? <clears throat> KSO Insurance Solutions. So all you need to do is put in KSO, and all of our contact information comes up, or simply go to a phone book, Doug, and we're in the yellow pages, big display ad under insurance. Excellent. Well, have a great morning, and we'll listen for the full segment tomorrow. All right. Thanks, Bob. You too. Thank you. Take care. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 56 degrees at 730. The forecast today, clouds, 60% chance of showers possibly through midday or even early afternoon. Our high rebounding into the mid-60s. Could be getting some fog overnight tonight into tomorrow morning. A government watchdog says deaths among Medicare patients in nursing homes soared 32% last year amid the coronavirus pandemic. The Department of Health and Human Services Inspector General found two devastating spikes eight months apart in the most comprehensive look yet at the COVID-19 toll among its most vulnerable victims. Investigators say there were more than 169,000 additional deaths last year among Medicare patients in nursing homes. Also, cases and deaths among Asian patients tracked the more severe impact seen among blacks and Latinos in, in, as well. Asian Medicare enrollees in nursing homes saw the highest increase in deaths rates, with 27% dying in 2020. 
The Philippine president is threatening to order the arrest of Filipinos who refuse COVID-19 vaccination. He's also told them to leave the country if they don't cooperate with efforts to contain the pandemic. President Rodrigo's Duarte, who is known for his public outbursts and brash rhetoric, said in televised remarks last night that he has become exasperated with people who refuse to get immunized and then help spread the coronavirus. He says there's a national emergency. If you don't want to get vaccinated, I'll have you arrested and I'll inject the vaccine in your posterior. WMBF First News Time, 732. President Biden has a few things on his mind today, including the Federal Emergency Management Agency. President Biden today will focus attention on FEMA's ongoing efforts to respond to and prepare for extreme weather events. The president sits down with his FEMA administrator and his Homeland Security advisor to talk about preparations for hurricanes, tornadoes, wildfires and extreme heat and what FEMA is doing to support communities in need after one of these weather events. NOAA says the U.S. should expect between 30 13 and 20 named storms during the Atlantic hurricane season, with three to five of those being major hurricanes. Karen Travers, ABC News, Washington. WMBF First News Time, 733. The final votes are being cast today in New York's primaries, where mayors, prosecutors, judges, and city and county legislators will be on the ballot, among other municipal officers. There had been early voting going on for a little while now. Broome County voters are looking at numerous candidates for family court judge, running on Republican, Democrat, and working families party lines. The polls are open until 9. Southern Tier County is all reporting new COVID-19 cases just in the single digits for yesterday's updates and no new fatalities. Broome added two cases. Shenango and Cortland counties each added one case. Tioga County passed the 3,900 total case mark on Monday with two new cases over the weekend. Another three cases reported yesterday puts Tioga County at 3,903 since the start of the pandemic. In Pennsylvania, Bradford County continues to lead the northern tier counties with the biggest number of new infections in the region. In the past week, Bradford had 17 new cases. One more resident died as a result of the coronavirus pandemic. Susquehanna County recorded five new cases. Deaths remained at 62. Wayne County added 14 additional cases over the week for a total of 4,142. Two more people died over the week, bringing Wayne County's pandemic death toll to 84. Newly released information from the New York State shows the significant decline in COVID vaccine doses administered at the inoculation site in Johnson City. The report says Mark March 8th was the busiest day at that facility at the Binghamton University Library Annex, a former printing press, with 1,832 people vaccinated compared to last Wednesday when that number of people getting the vaccine was only about 132. The operation now provides free COVID vaccines to those who walk into the site from 8 a.m. until 6.15 p.m. Broome County Executive Jason Garner has officially appointed a pair of veteran county employees to serve as deputy county executives. Garner says Colleen Wagner and Michael Ponticello have been chosen to serve in those deputy positions. It's 735 where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WMBF and WMBF.com. Welcome to First News Binghamton. Now, Doug Mosier with sports on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Good morning, sports fans. This is Bob Joseph speaking of sports. 
in for Doug Mosier. And, of course, Monday was a day off for Binghamton Rumble Ponies and all the other teams in the league. With this year's unique schedule, they take every Monday off, and then every series is six games. So Binghamton will start a six-game series in Reading tonight. Not far from Boscov's global headquarters. So it'll be a 7.05 start. If you want to drive down to Reading and cheer on the Rumble Ponies, see if they can win six games in a row on the road. Well, that would be good. Basketball or baseball that was played on Monday. The Mets played a couple of games. In Queens, Jacob deGrom shouldered the load for New York in his return from another injury scare, pitching one-hit ball over five scoreless innings as the Mets beat the Braves 4-2 to open the doubleheader. The Mets lost the nightcap 1-0. Mets have fired two high-ranking employees and will overhaul their legal and human resources departments on the recommendations of investigators hired to review the organization following allegations of sexual misconduct against former manager Mickey Calloway. He's been banned by Major League Baseball through at least 2022 following allegations of inappropriate behavior toward several women who work in sports media. Hockey news. And it's not good news for Islanders fans. Uh, last night in Tampa, Steven Stamkos had two goals and an assist. Andre Vasilevsky notched his fourth career playoff shutout, helping the Lightning route the Islanders 8 to nothing in Game 5 of the Stanley Cup semifinal series. Game 6 tomorrow night in Uniondale. It's the latest in sports from News Radio 1290 WNBF. WNBF.com. Business news. The UK has launched negotiations to join a Trans-Pacific trade bloc as it looks to explore new opportunities following its departure from the European Union and strengthen its strategic interest in Asia. The British government today said negotiating teams will work over the coming months to join the 11-country Comprehensive and Progressive Agreement for Trans-Pacific Partnership, which is home to about half a billion people. And that is the latest in business news from News Radio 1290, WNBF, WNBF.com. 739. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. And it seems to be a rather tranquil Tuesday morning around the Twin Tiers. There was a crash early this morning, a few hours ago. Someone lost control of a vehicle on the 201 south ramp to Main Street in Johnson City. There were no injuries, and they called a hook and cleared the scene quickly. We're not aware of any other crashes at the moment. If you see something, say something. If you notice a crash, 
or a collision, if you want to call it that, you certainly can call us on our WNBF traffic tip line at 607-772-1290. Now the forecast from the National Weather Service. Comfortable today, cloudy, showers likely this morning, high 63. Mostly cloudy tonight to start, then gradually becoming clear. Patchy fog developing toward daybreak, low 44. Sunny tomorrow, high 73. Sunny Thursday, high 79. Right now, it's 59. In downtown Binghamton at News Radio 1290 WNBF, Dan Bongino. Dan Bongino is on every weekday from noon to 3 here on News Radio 1290 right after Binghamton Now. Tune in at 9 today for Binghamton Now and stay tuned at noon for the Dan Bongino Show on News Radio 1290. WNBF. WNBF.com. It's 743. Good morning. You're listening to First News Binghamton on WNBF. WNBF.com. I loved looking at the fireflies or lightning bugs, whatever, last night. I let the dogs out, and I said, look at all those fireflies. And of course, I didn't have my camera with me, and there must have been at least 10 billion flying around. So I went inside to get my camera, and by the time I returned... Less than 30 seconds later, all 10 billion lightning bugs or fireflies had flown somewhere else. So it would have been a spectacle on Twitter. It would have been a a Tuesday morning sensation. Unfortunately, so I waited and I waited and I waited, hoping that at least a billion of the fireflies would return last night so I could get some stunning video for Twitter at Binghamton Now, and so I waited probably 10 or 15 minutes. Finally, about two fireflies showed up, and so I took a, a short video of that, which was nice. I mean, it's fine, but it's still nothing compared to what it had been like. I mean, trust me, there, I don't know, maybe there were 20 billion. Who knows? I lost count. But again, since I didn't have my camera with me when I let the dogs out. So you quick scurry in, grab your camera. Isn't that the isn't that the way it always is too? You see something, it's compelling. You say everybody is gonna want to see this. And you have to get video or else people will never believe you. And you don't have your camera with me, so you or with you, and then so you rush off to grab your camera, and by the time you get back, whatever it is that you wanted to 
take a picture of or a video of, it's disappeared. That's what happened last night with all those billions of fireflies. Oh, well. I did put up a, a very short video of approximately two or three fireflies, and they were blinking in code. And essentially, I was able to decode most of the message. It said, Bob, don't forget, you're filling in for Doug Mosier Tuesday morning on First News Binghamton. Do not forget. And, of course, remind people that Dan Bongino will be on every day now after the Binghamton Now. Catch the Dan Bongino Show weekdays, noon to 3, on News Radio 1290 WNBF. What a tremendous honor to announce the launch of the Dan Bongino Show. I grew up a fan of conservative talk radio, so it's really hard to believe I'm here announcing the launch of my own show. We've done some great work in conjunction with a loyal audience in the digital podcast space with the Dan Bongino Show podcast and on social media and some of my work in the, at being a tech entrepreneur as well. But having my own show on terrestrial radio stations across the country is just an unimaginable honor for me. I grew up on a healthy diet of Rush Limbaugh, God rest his soul, Mark Levin, and Sean Hannity. Combine that with my experiences in the Secret Service as a Secret Service agent and with the NYPD, and I think you're going to have a really incredible show you'll be proud of. Thank you all. It means the world to me. I really appreciate it. And again, this is a tremendous honor to announce the launch of the Dan Bongino Show on stations across the country. Thank you very much for your time. Catch the Dan Bongino Show weekdays, noon to 3, on News Radio 1290 WNBF. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Makes me want to say, hey. hey. Uh huh. Tuesday morning. Hey. hey. First News Binghamton with Bob Joseph in for Doug Mosier. And this is the second full day of summer. And personally, I will like the weather today much better than Monday's weather. Now, Monday really did feel like the middle of summer. You have to admit, with very warm and humid conditions and then the uh, thunderstorms, some of which caused some damage and some power outages in parts of the southern tier in central New York certainly felt as though it could be an August day or an August night. Today is refreshing in comparison, whereas yesterday, late in the afternoon, we topped out very close to 90. Today, the high will top out maybe around 63 or 65. So it'll be more comfortable for most people. Of course, some people... Well, I don't like it. I Where I grew up, it was always warm. Well, okay. Don't worry, it'll warm up again this summer. I'm still expecting an unusually warm summer over the next three or four months. Don't worry about it. But uh, the rest of the week is going to be, for most people, more pleasant. With uh, temperatures today almost on the chilly side, things warm up tomorrow into the low to mid-70s. And then later in the week, we'll wind up in the 80s with a complete forecast coming up. This morning on Binghamton Now, of course, we'll be taking your phone calls if you have opinions about anything. For example, what's your thought about how much longer they should keep the state-run vaccination site open in Johnson City? I finally got hold of the numbers 
they're not as current as I would like. The last number I received for the number of jabs that uh, had been administered at the VAC site uh, was for last last Wednesday. I had wanted numbers that were more current, but oh well, it's, it's the best we could do. At least we got some numbers. It surprised me. By last Wednesday, they had only administered 134 doses at the site. And remember, these mass vaccination sites, even though the staffing has been reduced, they still cost several thousand dollars a day to operate. You need security, you need medical personnel, you need uh, an ambulance on standby. Now, let's face it, volunteer ambulance squads will send a rig. They'll have a truck there in case it's needed, but they're not just going to say, oh, well, we'll have it there from 8 in the morning till 6.15 in the evening, and we'll do it for free. No, there's a, a cost involved in that. You can't just have a rig with all that equipment, plus, I'm guessing, at least a couple of medics standing by. They're not going to do it for free. So you're talking thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars every day that that site is open. So how much longer should they keep it open if only a few people are trickling in? Why don't they just shut it down now? It, the reality is most people in Broome County who have wanted a COVID vaccination, most people who have wanted one have been able to get one. And if they still haven't gotten it yet and they want one, they can call me and I'll tell them where to go. So that could be one of the things to discuss today. These mass vaccination centers that at this stage are essentially serving very, very few people. Should they be kept open even one day longer or should Governor Cuomo just pull the plug? I mean, he, he has the power. He could pull the plug right now. He could just he could even announce because he has the full power here at 753. He could make an announcement saying, no, the max, mass vaccination sites are no longer cost-efficient, so they won't even open today. We're going to save the money. We're going to give the savings over to Bob Joseph for coming up with the idea. Or just 10% of the savings. I'll do that. I'll take 10% of the savings, and then you know, we'll start up a special account for the Bob Joseph Foundation. 754, this is First News Binghamton on WC. Seven fifty-six primary day. If you are a member of a political party and there is a contest in your jurisdiction in New York State, you are welcome to go vote. Polls in New York State will be open till nine p.m. So, if voting seems like the right thing to do, then go out and vote. Go out and vote. It's primary day in New York.
traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. And we have no traffic trouble to report so far on this Tuesday morning. The forecast looking quite nice, comfortable today, cloudy skies, few showers still possible this morning. High 63, mostly cloudy tonight, gradually becoming clear, low 44, sunny tomorrow, high 73, and sunny and a bit warmer on Thursday, high 79. Right now, it's 59 in downtown Binghamton at News Radio 1290. Where news breaks first. WNBF News Time, 7 Day, June 22nd. I'm Bob Joseph. This is First News Binghamton. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WNBF. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 54 degrees, light rain at 8.04. The forecast for today, 80% chance of rain and showers through about early afternoon, a high today in the low to mid-60s. Polls are open for primary voting in New York State. New York is a closed system, so only people registered to parties with candidates seeking individual nominations can vote. In Broome County, there were 12 petitions filed with the Board of Elections for family court judge on the Republican, Democrat, and working families party tickets. Some of those candidates file with more than one party. Peter Charnetsky, Mara Grace, Sandy Monachino, Joshua Shapiro, and Timothy Thane are on the Democratic Party line. Grace, Monachino, Shapiro, and Thane are also filed in the Working Party's line. The Republicans vying for the two family court seats are Brian Kinney Jr., Mark Latini, and Sandy Wasson. Elsewhere in the state, the heated race for New York City mayor is being closely watched with a little bit of a different voting system in the city. Voters are allowed to rank their preference of candidates from most favorite to least. The contest for mayor of Rochester also drawing some interest as Mayor Lovely Warren and City Councilman Malik Evans square off for the Democratic Party nomination. Warren is under a cloud of controversy concerning criminal allegations against her estranged husband. Timothy Granison is charged with being part of a drug distribution ring in the city. Warren is not charged in that federal investigation. Tioga County Sheriff's officials are investigating the shooting death of a man who allegedly had been trespassing inside an unoccupied house. Investigators say 29-year-old Cody Wagner of Rome, Pennsylvania, was shot once in the upper abdomen on Waite Road in the town of Nichols. Captain Sean Nalepa says a man called 911 shortly after 11 Saturday morning to report he had shot a person. Captain Nalepa says the man, who is the caregiver, Taker of the home told investigators he had confronted a man inside the house and was escorting him out when he said Wagner went to his pickup truck and retrieved a revolver. The caretaker, who was armed with a shotgun, said he fired one shot at Wagner when that man pointed the revolver at him. A sheriff's deputy and a state trooper tried unsuccessfully to revive Wagner before the medics arrived. Wagner was pronounced at the scene. Captain Nalipa says the revolver that Wagner possessed had been loaded. He says the investigation is ongoing. No charges have been filed at this time. Authorities have not released the name of that property caregiver. 
Pennsylvania State Police say a Warren Center man is being treated for suspected serious injuries after the motorcycle he was riding hit a dog that ran into the road. State Police say 24-year-old Andrew Seeley was driving a 2015 Kawasaki Ninja on Warren Center Road at around quarter after 11 Saturday morning when the dog entered the roadway and Seeley was unable to avoid the animal. The motorcycle overturned before coming to rest on the shoulder of the road. Seeley was airlifted to Robert Packer Hospital in Sayre. A Smithville Flats man faces felony count after New York State Police stopped him riding an unregistered motorcycle in the town of Union. Troopers at the Edwell Barracks say an officer saw a motorcycle on East Main Street on June 8th that didn't have proper registration. During the traffic stop, the trooper discovered 37-year-old Scott Vandenkoff didn't have a valid driver's license since it had been suspended 26 times. The trooper also found suspected drugs in Evanhoff's possession. The Smithville Flats man is charged with felony aggravated unlicensed operation and misdemeanor criminal possession of a controlled substance. WMBF News Time 808. Binghamton is launching close to $9 million in street improvement projects in the city this year. Over 40 streets are due for milling and paving, and over $2 million is set for full street reconstruction projects. In all, Binghamton Mayor Richard David says the plans call for $8.9 million to be spent on streets, water and sewer upgrades, and improvements to curbs and sidewalks. The work is being financed through the Consolidated Local Street and Highway Improvement Program, otherwise known as CHIPS, grants, community development block grant funds, federal stimulus money, and a local capital bond. It's 809 where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WMBF and WMBF.com. Hi, everybody. This is Bill Flynn. This weekend, we'll be back in the studio following live broadcasts in our community over the past two weekends. Join me on Saturday morning beginning at 8 o'clock and Sunday morning starting at 7. Kevin Bixby joins me on Sunday as WNBF is the only radio station with the latest news, weather, sports, and music on Sunday morning. And we're always live in the studio. 7 o'clock Sunday morning, The Bill Flynn Show. WNBF, 1290. WNBF, Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. And there's no traffic trouble reported at the moment. If you see any crashes or any delays, give us a call on our traffic tip line. We really would appreciate it. 772-1290. 772-1290. And if you have a traffic issue to report, whether it's a crash or a backup or some other problem, uh, let us know and we'll include it in our next traffic and weather together update. Well, as Karen Carpenter once told me, rainy days and Tuesdays always get me down. And, well, it, it is a soggy start. To the morning, but it's more comfortable this morning than it was yesterday, less humid, and it uh, ultimately will be a nice day. Showers this morning, otherwise cloudy on the cool side, high 63, mostly cloudy tonight, gradual clearing, low 44, sunny tomorrow, high 73, sunny Thursday, high 79, and right now in downtown Binghamton, it's 59. In downtown Binghamton, it really is 59. 
and rainy at News Radio 1290. WNBF News Time, 811. Welcome to First News Binghamton. Now, Doug Mosier with sports on News Radio 1290. WNBF. Oh, it's not the Mojo Man, it's the Bojo Man. Bob Joseph, speaking of sports, filling in for Doug Mosier this morning. And, of course, because it was a Monday, that meant a day off for the Rumble Ponies and all the other teams in the league. Binghamton will swing back in action with the start of a road trip in Reading tonight. That game will start at 7.05. Let's see if they can win six in a row. I say yes. I say yes. Six in a row in Reading for the Rumble Ponies. That is my expectation. Last night in Queens, Jacob deGrom shouldered the load for New York and has returned from another injury scare, pitching one hit ball over five scoreless innings. The Mets beat the Braves 4-2 to open their doubleheader. New York lost the nightcap 1-0. Oh, by the way, the umpires took a very close look at Jacob deGrom. He is the first pitcher inspected under the new directive for Major League Baseball. It took effect Monday. So apparently they really want to enforce this thing about sticky stuff and foreign substances. Well, good. Even better, they uh, inspected Jacob deGrom last night during the first inning and the fifth inning, and he passed with flying colors. So unlike some professional athletes who insist they must cheat. Jacob deGrom, at least, was following the rules last night. Any pitchers using illegal substances will be ejected and then suspended 10 games. Good. Well, enforce the rules. Either enforce the rules or eliminate the rules. Uh, to me, it doesn't make much difference if you want to put sticky stuff on on the baseball if that's what you want to do well then lobby to get the rule changed and and who knows you know put bubble gum on the baseball if if that's what you think you need to do to win just get approval from the commissioner nhl action steven stamkos had two goals and an assist and andre vasilevsky Notched his fourth career playoff shutout, helping the Lightning route the Islanders 8 to nothing in Game 5 of the Stanley Cup semifinal series last night in Tampa. Game 6 will be tomorrow night in Uniondale. And that is the latest in sports news from News Radio 1290, WNBF, WNBF.com. At 8.14, business news. European Union regulators have launched a new antitrust investigation of Google, this time over whether the company is stifling competition in digital advertising technology. Germany's national rail operator has announced plans to reopen 20 stretches of railway around the country that have been closed over the years. That move announced today is intended to help get more people and freight on trains as the country steps up efforts to fight climate change. That would be a good idea in the United States. 
high-speed rail between Binghamton and New York City. Wouldn't that be great? Global shares are mixed after Wall Street's recovery from the latest bout of jitters over future central bank policies. Benchmarks fell today in Paris and Frankfurt, but gained in London, Tokyo, and Shanghai. U.S. futures marginally lower. Oil prices fell back. The initial jolt from the Federal Reserve's reminder that it will eventually offer less help for markets appears to have passed. And, of course, we'll have business updates throughout the day right here on News Radio 1290. WNBF News Time Nicosia from the National Weather Service will stop the rain, but only if you ask him politely, Mr. Nicosia, now that you're in charge of the office, could you please stop the rain? Why, yes, Bob, if you play something by Natalie Merchant. Good morning. It's Tuesday, June 22nd, 2021. It's the second full day of summer. And what a difference a day makes. Yesterday morning, it seemed hot. It seemed sticky. It seemed on the verge of becoming stormy, which it ultimately did. Now this morning, well, we do have light rain falling across Twin Tiers and across the Fruited Plains over there in Owego. But it is a lot cooler. This is a chilly day. I don't know that anybody wants to go swimming at the Floral Avenue pool this afternoon from 4 to 6. If the high temperature today is going to be 63, my guess is a lot of the kids will say, hmm, no, no. Having the pool reopened when the temperature is 90, that's good. Having the pool reopened when the temperature is 63, eh. I'll stay home. Stay home and listen to Bob Joseph, WNBF News. Well, the latest news. By the way, we do bring you all the latest news on News Radio 1290 on air, of course, on your radio, AM 1290, using the tried and true technique called amplitude modulation. We also bring you the news streaming live on WNBF.com, so you can hear it on your computer, at work, at home, in your car, if you have your car computer, or you can. Uh, listen with the WNBF app. That's my preference. The WNBF app, I don't know exactly who designed it, but they deserve some sort of award because WNBF, in my humble opinion, sounds a lot better on the WNBF app than it does any other way. So if you haven't 
downloaded the WNBF app at this point. Now would be a very good time to download it on your phone and really everybody you know. Family members, friends, people you meet on the street, just make sure they have the WNBF app so they can hear First News Binghamton weekday mornings, then Binghamton Now, and then, of course, the amazing Dan Bongino Show. Dan Bongino, weekday afternoons from noon to 3 on WNBF, WNBF.com. It's 823, a little bit of rain in downtown Binghamton, 59. Expect a high today around 6. Say 26 at WNBF, WNBF.com. Kathy White with a live update from the WNBF News Center in four minutes. Wall Street Journal this morning is reporting that wage gains at factories have fallen behind growth in fast food. It says workers find more opportunities as pay rises and demand for their labor increases. The story is by Austin Hufford and Nora Naughton. Pay for factory jobs has grown so slowly in the United States, manufacturers are having trouble competing with fast food restaurants. So that's a problem. And the bottom line is, people come up to me and they say, Raj, why do you think it is that so many companies are having trouble hiring these days? And I say, well, Jimmy, uh, to a degree... It's because the pay is not sufficient. So, And some people say, well, it's just because they, they want to sit home. They want to just sit home and listen to Binghamton Now all day, or at least for three hours a day. And, well, that may be true. That's not the, that's not the truth for everybody. So if, if the pay was higher for some people, my guess is they would actually go to work. So that might be a key. Say, so if you're having trouble hiring people, maybe the solution, I'm just thinking out loud here, maybe the solution would be to offer more money, and then not only do you attract more people, but probably a better caliber of people for your business. Say 27. That would be a win. Seniors. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. And we have no word of traffic delays on the major roadways 81, 88, 86, 434, 363, 201, 38B, 962J, 363. I don't know. It's hard to keep track of all the routes anyway. We have no. Problems reported to the news center regarding traffic delays. If you see something, call us on our traffic tip line, 772-1290. Forecast, showers this morning, otherwise cloudy today, high 63. Mostly cloudy tonight, gradually clearing, low 44. Patchy fog early tomorrow morning. Otherwise, tomorrow will be sunny, warmer, high 73. Thursday, sunny, high 79. And right now in downtown Binghamton, it's officially 59. At News Radio 1290, WNBF, where news breaks first. Coming up today on Binghamton Now, we'll take your calls. 
If you have something to say about a local issue, a state issue, or a global issue, you'll be able to talk about it from 9 to noon here on W. News breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. We've got some rain in downtown Binghamton that could continue through midday. Light rain, 54 degrees. And an 80% chance of showers continuing through early afternoon. A high today rebounding into the low to mid-60s. Global shares are mixed after Wall Street's recovery from its latest bout of jitters over future central bank policies. Benchmarks fell today in Paris and Frankfurt, but gained in London, Tokyo, and Shanghai. U.S. futures were marginally lower, and oil prices fell back. The initial jolt from the Federal Reserve's reminder last week that it will eventually offer less help for markets appears to have passed. In written testimony to be delivered at a congressional oversight hearing today, Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell reiterated his view that inflation's recent jump to a 13-year high will prove to be temporary. In Italy, LGBT and atheist rights groups are expressing outrage over the Vatican using a century-old treaty to try to block an anti-homophobia law. It's outrageous. Says spokesperson for Italy's Union of Atheists and Rational Agnostics, Adele Orioli. The union and LGBT rights groups say they are deeply alarmed to learn the Vatican has issued a formal diplomatic objection to a draft Italian law against homophobia, where the Vatican argues the bill violates a bilateral treaty between Italy and the Holy See. The Vatican says the legislation, which has passed the Italian lower house, would curb Catholic freedom of belief and expression by not allowing Catholic schools to opt out of a national day against homophobia. Megan Williams, ABC News, Rome. WMBF First News Time, 831. Southern Tier counties are all reporting new COVID-19 cases in the single digits for yesterday's updates with no new fatalities. Broom added two cases for a total of 18,128 since the start of the pandemic. Shenango and Cortland counties added one case each. Shenango totals 3,504 residents that had been diagnosed with the disease to date and Cortland County 4,587. Tioga County passed the 3,900 total case mark on Monday with two new cases over the weekend. Another three cases reported yesterday puts Tioga County at 3,903 since the start of the pandemic. In Pennsylvania, Bradford County continues to lead the northern tier counties in the biggest number of new infections in the region. In the past week, Bradford had 17 new cases for a total of 6,122. One more resident died as a result of the coronavirus pandemic, bringing the county total to 94. Susquehanna County recorded five new cases of COVID-19 for a total of 2,600. Deaths remained unchanged as 62. Wayne County added 14 additional cases over the week for a total of 4,142 since the start of the pandemic. Two more people died over the week, bringing the Wayne County pandemic death toll to 84. Newly released information from New York State shows significant declines in COVID vaccine doses being administered at the inoculation site in Johnson City. The report says on March 8th, it was the busiest day at that facility at the Binghamton University Library Annex. The former press 
Sun Bulletin printing operation. With 1,832 people vaccinated compared to just last Wednesday when the number of people getting a vaccine was only 134. The operation provides free vaccines to those who walk in from 8 a.m. to 6.15 p.m. A spokesperson for the health department says New York State is pushing to get more New Yorkers vaccinated at the SUNY Binghamton site, and that's part of that effort. According to the health department, 140,965 vaccine doses have been administered at the Johnson City location between January 18th and June 16th. Broome County Executive Jason Garner is officially appointing a pair of veteran county employees to serve as deputy county executives. Garner says Colleen Wagner and Michael Ponticello have been chosen to serve as the deputy county executives. Wagner began working for several weeks as acting deputy county executive following retirement of Kevin McManus. Ponticello has been director of the County Office of Emergency Services for about four years. According to a news release from Garner's office, the second Second deputy county executive position had been unfunded since 2015. Two positions within the county executive's office that had not been filled have been eliminated to be able to fund that second position. The nonprofit youth camp operated by the Binghamton Police Athletic League is getting a big lift from the United Way of Broome County. A $20,000 grant is going to the PAL camp in Kirkwood to repair roofs and other infrastructure and help with operating expenses. The United Way and other donors raised the funds to help provide free day camp facilities for children aged 7 to 13 from the city of Binghamton and surrounding communities. The camp runs from July 5th through August 6th. Camp applications are available outside the Binghamton Police Headquarters at City Hall. It's 835 where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF and WMBF.com. Welcome to First News Binghamton. Now, Doug Mosier with sports on News Radio 1290, WNBF. Bob Joseph in for Doug Mosier on this Tuesday morning, First News Binghamton. And baseball fans in Binghamton will have to wait a little while before they can see the Rumble Ponies in person again at our beautiful downtown stadium. Yeah, they're on the road for a couple weeks. Tonight they start a six-game series against Reading. And next Tuesday they'll start a six-game series in Richmond before they finally return to Binghamton for uh, some home games against New Hampshire. So we can look forward to that. That'll be on July 6th. After that, they hit the road again in mid-July, going back to Altoona to take on the curve. So, eh, yeah, it's a weird schedule. But we're just glad to have baseball back in Binghamton. Finally, ugh. After, uh, what, an absence of 20 months, just having baseball back in Binghamton is a thing of beauty. Major League play last night, Jacob deGrom shouldered the load for the Mets in his return from another injury scare. He pitched one hit ball over five scoreless innings. New York beat the Braves 4-2, to opening up the doubleheader. Braves came back in the nightcap, one to nothing. Hockey action, Steven Stamkos had two goals and an assist, and Andre Vasilevsky notched his fourth career playoff shutout, helping the Tampa Bay Lightning route the New York Islanders 8 to nothing. That was Game 5 of the Stanley Cup semifinal series. Game 6 is tomorrow night in Uniondale. 
And I think that's uh, a sufficient amount of sports for the moment. Right here on News Radio 1290, WNBF, WNBF.com. Seems to me it'd be a great time for an update on the roads and all the rain. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290, WNBF. And here we go. No major travel problems reported. No delays have been brought to our attention. Watch out in work zones, even though it's raining at the moment. There is work that will go on, and work zones are hazardous enough, even on sunny mornings. They could be a little more risky with rain in the mix. So please slow down, pay attention in all work zones, whether it's on the highway or on the surface streets. So much work will be done over the next few months, and it's important for you to pay attention to avoid any problems in the work zones. And if you see something, any kind of traffic aberration, something you think is noteworthy, we encourage you to call us at 607-772-1290. That's the WNBF traffic tip line. The forecast from the National Weather Service, cloudy today, showers this morning, high 63, mostly cloudy tonight, gradually becoming clear, low 44. Patchy fog early tomorrow morning. Otherwise, sunny tomorrow, high 73. Sunny Thursday, high 79. Right now, 59. Light rain in downtown Binghamton. At News Radio 1290, WNBF News Time, 830. Forty-two WNBF WNBF.com. This is First News Binghamton, and of course, everyone loves The Bachelorette. I'm told, and uh, Monday's episode picked up from last week's cocktail party cliffhanger, where Katie confronted her potential suitors after Carl revealed in a private conversation with Katie that some of the men didn't have the best intentions. Carl was sent home during the rose ceremony, but the drama continued when the guys, led by Hunter, confronted Thomas against uh, the other guys. They were questioning him about his motives for joining the competition, and they were shocked. Shocked, I tell you, but sadly not surprised by his answer. So is that your answer? Yes, you were thinking about being The Bachelor. Is that what you're saying? Before coming here, I didn't know what to expect. It's a non-answer. I'm not asking you what you expected. Was being The Bachelor, was that a prerogative for you? Okay. I can't be disingenuous to you guys, and I'm not going to be. Yes, coming into this, one of the thoughts on my mind was potentially being the next Bachelor. Now, also during last night's episode, a very serious uh, segment when Katie courageously opened up about an experience from a decade ago where she was coerced into having a non-consensual sexual encounter. For years, I had a very unhealthy relationship with sex. I didn't want to have sex, which affects the relationship. I didn't like talking about sex. And it's taken me a long time to get to where I am now. And being open and comfortable talking about it and loving myself.
and accepting things that I can no longer control. A very emotional moment on ABC's The Bachelorette. That was part of Monday night's episode. It's 844 at News Radio 1290 WNBF. Coming up, we'll have the Tuesday job report. Of course, right after the news at 9, it'll be the Tuesday edition of Binghamton Now. So we're here for you seven days a week with News Radio 1290 WNBF, WNBF.com. Bob Joseph in for Doug Mosier on First News Binghamton. It's 847 on your Tuesday morning. We're joined now by Steve with the job report. Good morning. Good morning, Bob. Tell me a bit about uh, opportunities that are available here in Broome and Tioga counties. Absolutely. I'll start with our hot jobs for the day. Number one is with George Industries. They're looking for a CMM programmer inspector. Uh, in this position, you'll be writing part inspection programs and developing part fixturing methods for CMM, interpreting geometric dimensioning and tolerance, and working closely with engineering, quality, and manufacturing staff. Job number two is with NBM ProTest. They're looking for part-time test center proctors. Proctor assists candidates in taking exams and duties, including checking people in and out and conducting security checks for customers who are constantly walking through the testing lab. Must be detail-oriented and able to work flexible first or second shifts. And the third job today is with J&K Plumbing and Heating Company. They're looking for an assistant project manager. Responsibilities of the assistant project manager may include routine project correspondence, document control, expediting materials and subcontracts, transmitting project information to customers and vendors, and other similar duties. Uh, and so then we have our recruitments that are coming up. Um, we've got UHS doing two recruitments. The first one is going to be here on 7-1 from 10 to 3, and the second one is going to be in-house. If you can't make the, the one on 7-1, or let me go back in chronological order. The first one will be on 624 in person at their location, 600 High Avenue in Endicott, uh, from 10 to 3. They have full and part-time positions available. You can pre-schedule interviews and meet with one of the staff there to talk about what they have. If you can't make the one on 6-4, or 6:24, we have one on 7:1 uh, that'll be on Thursday. Uh, and just to put this in perspective, last week we met with somebody on Wednesday who is new to the area. They met with a UHS staff member on Thursday in our office, and they will be starting their position with UHS uh, next month. So you know there are very real job opportunities here. We can assist you with your resumes, with interview coaching, if you schedule appointments with us ahead of time. So for any or all of this information, give us a call at 607-778-2136 or find us on Facebook at Broom Tiger Works. And as we've said on, on our newscast, and I know you and uh, Preston have pointed out, there are so many job opportunities. We know a lot of companies are, are in a position to hire right away. As you pointed out with that one situation, sometimes an interview can happen, and before you know it, you're working. And uh, it's great that there are uh, a wide array of opportunities for people. And uh, certainly people can uh, check in with you over at the mall, op uh, mall location, right? 
Yep, absolutely. We're in the Oakdale Mall. We are flooded with positions in all different sectors right now. So, yeah, the, the opportunity is there. You just got to meet with us and, and take hold of it. Steve, thank you so much. I hope you have a great day. You too. You have a good one. Thank you. It's 8.50, of course, the job report every weekday morning here on News Radio 1290 and First News Binghamton. It's good for you. Maybe at the moment, maybe you personally are not looking for a new opportunity. Maybe you're set for the moment. But it's also possible that you know someone who's looking for a new opportunity. And maybe they haven't been working in recent months. Or maybe they're working and they're just not satisfied with the way things are going, with their current situation. So you listen to the job report. Weekday mornings right around 8.45 here on News Radio 1290. Here for you. It's 8.51. Good morning. Here. News Radio 1290. WNBF. 8.53 at WNBF. WNBF.com. And yeah, it's a, a little rainy right now, but the good news is there's no risk of tornadoes around Binghamton at the moment. So uh, for those of you who were alarmed by the possibility of tornadic activity last night, don't worry. There's no tornadic activity expected within a 100-mile radius of Binghamton today. So that's great news. <laughs> it's excellent news. But we'll keep you posted throughout the entire day if there are any new weather developments. In Italy, LGBT and atheist rights groups are expressing outrage over the Vatican using a century-old treaty to try to block an anti-homophobia law. In Italy, LGBT and atheist rights groups express outrage over the Vatican using a century-old treaty to try and block an anti-homophobia law. I'm ABC's Megan Williams in Rome. It's outrageous. It's outrageous. Says spokesperson for Italy's Union of Atheists and Rational Agnostics, Adele Orioli. The union and LGBT rights groups say they are deeply alarmed to learn the Vatican has issued a formal diplomatic objection to a draft Italian law against homophobia, where the Vatican argues the bill violates a bilateral treaty between Italy and the Holy See. The Vatican says the legislation, which has passed the Italian lower house, would curb Catholic freedom of belief and expression by not allowing Catholic schools to opt out of a national day against homophobia. But the head of Italy's gay party, Fabrizio Marazzo, says the law requires all parents to agree to kids taking part, which is highly unlikely. He says the problem with the bill is that it doesn't go far enough in teaching anti homophobia in schools. That law needs to work more for the school. Because Observers say the Vatican has always put pressure on Italian politicians. What upsets many is that Italian politicians succumb to it. The problem is Italian politicians they are subdued to the Vatican power. The problem is not the church. In the meantime, the anti-homophobia law faces stiff opposition from right-wing parties in Italy's Senate. Megan Williams, ABC News, Rome. Well, that's the story from the Italian Bureau at 8.55 on a Tuesday morning from News Radio 1290, WNBF, WNBF.com. Closer to home, 
we have asked, trust me, we've asked, and they won't tell us, when will New York State's Mass Vaccination Center at the Binghamton University Library Annex in Johnson City, when will it be shut down? Every day it costs thousands and thousands of dollars to run, and every day the place looks like where the Maytag repairman ought to be hanging out. It looks like the loneliest place in Johnson City. So the question is, when will they pull the plug? We don't know exactly how many people have been jabbed over the last few days, but I can tell you that the latest numbers that the state released from last Wednesday, the number of vaccine doses administered at the site in Johnson City had plunged to 134. That's down from uh, a high back on March 8th when they administered 1,832 jabs. So the question is, when will they shut it down? We'll let you know when we find out here on W. Starts recording. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. The 858 update from the traffic desk. No crashes to report and no unexpected delays on roadways around the Twin Tiers. Watch out in work zones. Slow down, pay attention to the signs, and pay attention to the flaggers. Forecast from the National Weather Service. Showers this morning, cloudy this afternoon, high 63. Mostly cloudy tonight, gradually becoming clear overnight, low 44. Patchy fog around dawn tomorrow morning. Otherwise, sunny tomorrow, high 73. And Thursday, beautiful, sunny, high 79. Right now in downtown Binghamton, light rain and 59 at News Radio 1290. WNBF News Time, 859. Now, minutes away from the Tuesday edition of Binghamton Now on News Radio 1290. I'm Bob Joseph, looking forward to hearing from you. You can call the program at 607 772 1290. You may email the program, BinghamtonNow at WNBF.com. And you may follow the program's Twitter feed, at BinghamtonNow. Stay connected with Binghamton Now, seven days a week. Coming up, we'll have your calls, your opinions. We also will have Ellen Pratt, the Tioga County Sustainability Manager at 930, and Nikki Post, the Southern Tier Community Center Director. All that and potential surprises coming up in the next three hours. I'm Bob Joseph. Stay with us on WNBF Binghamton, WNBF.com. It's 9 o'clock.